Welcome back to Movie Ticket Monday, folks. I'm Matt with my co-host, Justin. This week's film was There Will Be Blood. Came out in 2007, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Dylan Frazier, and Paul Dano. Daniel Day-Lewis did win a Best Actor in the Oscars, as well as Best Cinematography for the film. Okay, Justin, hit me with your best shot. One word, what'd you think? Wild. That That's my word. Wild. Um, I... I I've been wanting to see this film for for a fat minute. Um, it's it's been a long time coming, but you know it's two hours and forty minutes. You need a lot of time to set aside for this, and it has its reputation. And this was my first time seeing it, and and that's my one word. This film was wild. How about you? Here we go again. Oh God! Underwhelmed. What? Underwhelmed. You're a clown. Oh my God. Go ahead. And so. Aside from it being too long, which it certainly was, I did not think it flowed very well. I don't see the huge point in the two hour, 40 minutes in what I depicted as what the film was trying to say. And yeah, I honestly, I did not. Here's kind of where I'm going to state the point and And a good handful of people are going to hate me for this. I do not see whatsoever how this film is in the top 250 on IMDb. <laughs> boom, I said it. <laughs> what? I will be roasted, but boom, I said it. Okay. All right, before before you destroy me, let's let's go into it. Um, okay. What? Let's we're going to start off with the plot here. What do you think was the actual plot? <laughs> well, you got a guy chasing money, but at a high level, it's a clash between the new era business tycoon generation. You know, you have oil um, kind of symbolizing capitalism in the next stretch of that in terms of greed and the pursuit of wealth. And you contrast that with Eli, who represents the old church, the old religion, um, the old facet of how things were done. And so it's a clash of old versus new um, in every way, shape and form. But at a high level, super high level, it's about a dude who's, who's trying to make a ton of money. And only he only cares about money. It's a film about greed. Okay. I, I agree. I think I think deceit, greed, and, and to me, that the truth hurts. And, and why I say that is Eli at the end, right before he's killed, which I'll talk about later, he came to him at the end with... He was in a time of need is what it was. And he didn't want to grasp what the truth was. And the truth was that Daniel Day Lewis already did everything. You know, when when he wanted him to say, um, yeah, I'm a fake preacher. It didn't it didn't matter. He did it for his own reasons. It, it wasn't so that he could that Eli thought he could help him in the end. But it was for his deceit, for the things that. He knew Eli wanted to know and wanted help with that he couldn't give him. He already dredged up all the oil in, in all the, the places in that area. And Eli's twin or cousin was a cousin or tw no twin brother, twin brother, that he was the one who sold him out, which I think Eli knew, but he 
didn't want to grasp it. And when he flat out told him because he was high on his horse, Daniel Day-Lewis was, he knew it would destroy Eli. He just stated it. And then Eli breaks down crying because he heard the truth. I think he partially knew it. And the truth hurts sometimes. And it also was, for me, a film about how, you know, I guess the good guy doesn't always win. And that it was almost Who is the good saddening guy in this film. Eli, who's to the me, good guy? To me, it was it was Eli. Now that's highly debatable if he was truly a good guy. That is just. But it certainly wasn't what Daniel you think Eli is the good guy? Honestly, I didn't. Eli like is Eli the antagonist in this movie. What? No, D- Daniel Daniel Day. But Lewis you just said he's the good guy. I think he could be perceived as a good guy. Once you finish the entire film, you clearly realize that Daniel Day Lewis is what is perceived as the bad person, the greed, the deceit, everything that he does. I think he is considered the bad <laughs> person in this. And may, there might not be a no, no, good no, person, no. but if you're looking for one, it's Eli. That's that's what it is. <laughs> Dude, what? Eli How's... is, in my opinion, if you, if you view Daniel Day-Lewis as a bad dude, Eli is just as bad, if not worse, because he uses religion to manipulate his own agenda to make a ton of money. And that's seen through the theme of him taking these donations to build a massive church consistently throughout the film. And then at the end of it, all he wants is 100K, you know, because of the 1927 stock market crash, all of this, or uh, 29, whatever, the, the Great Depression coming on. He's broke. He has no money, and he wants more money, 100K back then, a ton of money. All that dude cares about is money, and he used religion as a disguise to achieve his own capitalistic agenda, but it was an old version of it, and that's contrasted with Daniel Day-Lewis' moder- modern approach to it, which is, I'm going to go create my own thing. It's, it's a clash between man versus God. That's and Eli's, true, but Eli's it, the worst character in this film for that exact reason. I thought Daniel was. But Tell me I'm wrong. I want you to push back. I thought um, Daniel Day-Lewis was. In terms of likability, Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, he was in every single scene. Eli, when he went abroad, he was out there for almost an hour from my recollection of the movie. So I can't say he's the main bad point person in this because he wasn't in the whole thing. Not not really close either. You don't like and him one bit, though. You hate the dude. You hate he, him. He goes back for the money because he he's a wants fraud. To be paired, he wants to that. That is true. I would agree. But he wants to be paired fa- uh, paid fairly for all the oil that he got. And that's. That's why he goes back because he mentions it. He's like all the oil that you drilled. You know, he wants his fair portion. Daniel Day-Lewis said, that's all done and gone. There's nothing left. I took all of it out. There's nothing for, for you. He paid him for it. He paid him the Why initial. should there be anything for him? And when, when you go, well, when you go yeah, back to the deceit and greed, he pays him the amount of what the the land is worth for, like, sh- the shooting birds. I can't, what, squaw, I don't know what the, the birds quail. are. But when he goes, the quail. The quail. That, that's right, the quail. When, when he goes and and tells initially that father and Eli that he'll pay the money he pays the the amount of what is equivalent to the quail land not oil land and he goes back in my eyes Eli goes back at the end of the film to get the extra money that he was owed for all the oil no, they got not from at the all. land i completely now, he tries to use religion i think in the end, you know, as as you know, a prayer man. He uses religion the entire but, film. Oh, I know, and it's 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 very saddening, actually. But in the end, you see him become more more of a 
person, more of a person who's in need rather than linking it all to religion. Because he says, he, he states that he wants the money and all the other wells and, and oil population of all the other places on that land. And Daniel Day-Lewis says, I did them all. He doesn't say anything about religion. He literally wants the money that he was owed and the money that he thinks is still out there that Daniel already took. The fact that Daniel Day-Lewis convinces this guy to say that he's a fraud tells you exactly what you need to know about Would you not character. say you're a fraud if you need the money? You would do whatever the it takes to do that. The fact is, he made a ton of money. He went abroad, lost it all on a bunch of investments, and wanted more money. The only thing that he used his religion for was to puppet an agenda of, of just making a ton of money. And that's where these two characters are contrasted, is Eli did it through a religious practice. Daniel Day-Lewis's character did it through a capital, like a capitalistic agenda. He's an oil tycoon and it's this clash. And there's, it's no coincidence that this, this theme, the, this film is, is starts in 1898 runs through the 1920s. That's no coincidence because that is like an important time in terms of American history in which you have this industrial revolution coming on. You have the Andrew Carnegie's, you know, you have all of these families, um, you know, the, the Rockefeller families and everything who are basically pioneering this new form of capitalism in tandem with new technologies. And that's what happens at the turn of the 20th century. And that's contrasted perfectly with Eli, who's running this, this almost like something out of like the Salem witch trials. The scene with the old lady with arthritis is one of the most bizarre sequences in, in any film I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I would agree with and that. And his acting is, inc- his acting is impeccable, but it's just designed to show a contrast here. And that's not religion. You know, that's not religion in the classic sense. That's a guy who thinks he's the prophet. He even describes himself as like the third coming. You have Moses, then you have Jesus, and now he's the third, you know, whatever. And that's the the final sentence that they use in the film when Daniel Day Lewis says to him, no, I'm the third, whatever it is. I got to look it up. But um, I was for the plot that the first hour. I was so engaged. I was so third revelation. I was so ready for something to happen between them two, like large and nothing happened. I was so let down about an hour and 15 hour and 20 into this film, knowing that nothing really was going to climax for it. I mean, if it's the point of what you're saying and the deceit and both sides trying to do their own agenda to me, nothing happened. You go through different types of, scenarios and that's it it was almost like a small storytelling the first one was the initial oil and his family finding the oil for the very first time second one was where he goes to eli and initially starts trying to drill and then the fire happens and his his adopted son uh gets becomes deaf and then uh I might be blank it's somewhere in the middle and then the very end is when when eli comes back and then oh his his uh his I guess not actual brother comes in and I thought that not actual brother uh, when he comes in, I thought that was the biggest waste of time. What, what was the, what was the point of that? There was no point of that. That's the only place that I'll like slightly give it to you. I think is I, I do think that character, I think what they were trying to have him do was basically convey the fact that, he, he kind of brings out, he's a direct compliment to Daniel Day-Lewis's character. Daniel Day-Lewis is alone. He has no family. He's a drifter. All he cares about is money. Um, and I think that's why those two kind of get along. And I think that was the point of it. But I do agree with your point that this film does take a while to get through. 
And I think it's in part because of that sequence. I mean, him with that that stranger who picked up his brother's identity is a pretty long sequence. Um, and I'm not sure how much value that adds. There's not too much going on with it. I'm sure we could sift through it and come with some meaning for it. But it's a long film and there's not a lot of action in it. Um, there's a lot of intense moments for sure. But I, I disagree with you. I, I think it's it's it, the point of it is just building up to that final scene where Daniel Day Lewis is on his little bowling alley, um, and that's an intense sequence. You're you're waiting for this little clash between the two to see how it gets resolved, I, and you're waiting for a winner. I want to talk about the end, and and also real quick, um, I guess tied into it, the uh, fake brother and the two deaths that happen there. It was so out of place for me that he kills both those people. And I thought it was completely unnecessary. Not that I, I just didn't see him and why he would ever. I mean, he's a businessman, right? He tries to keep his composure. He tries to sell someone the idea and he does a really good job. And then all of a sudden he realizes that his this guy tries to take his brother's identity and he just kills him. And then at the end, he has Eli say that, you know, he's he's a fake prophet and all these things. And to to really destroy him saying, we weld up all the oil on your land. You get nothing. You deserve nothing. And then he just... He doesn't him. deserve anything, though. I know. But then he just bashes I will him. admit that him dying surprised me at the end. Why does he But then again, I, I think it's... it's you're, so what you're seeing place. there is... I think that it's by design to make you kind of not like either of these guys because, like, what do you see in Daniel Day Lewis's character? You see a guy who's see greed, deceit, relentlessly pursuing greed. He puppets that child around her, her, you know, to try and no win one. business, and he even says, and this is the only value I think that that stranger added was, he says. Um, and I wrote down the quote. Give me one second. He says when they're both sitting there, him and the stranger, the guy who's acting as, as his brother. I don't like to explain myself. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I hate most people. But that doesn't mean you're going to kill. That summarizes it perfectly. No, it doesn't mean that you're going to kill someone. But what it does say to me and what it articulates is this guy only cares about one thing. He's kind of a sociopath. And so when you put it in that context of only caring about greed, not caring about anyone but himself, and Eli is kind of a, a pest to this dude throughout his entire career. This stranger um, manipulates him, his emotions in a way because it seems like Daniel Day-Lewis's character is longing for family. And he doesn't have the it. Very initial he's alienated. He's completely distant, you know, and everything like that. And this stranger uses that to his advantage to find a way to basically get close to Daniel. And I think when he discovers that he's a fraud, that really strikes a chord with him. And basically he kills him. But Eli's death at the end surprised me. I, I agree. But in the context of that final film, Daniel's Daniel Day-Lewis is, is erratic. He's an alcoholic. He kind of looks like this trudgy old guy who's on the verge of insanity. Um, the way he dismisses his, his adopted son like that in, in such a cold way. It shows that this guy has no heart and it kind of fits that context a little bit and cements that theme that this guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't um, disagree with you on that. I do disagree on him kind of being an alcoholic, drudging around. I thought he played his role in terms of the character. Uh, sorry, not, not really Daniel Daylis, but the character itself, I thought had none of what you just said. Now, was he an alcoholic? Sure, but I think most people were. He held himself to such a business 
person for pretty much the entire film, except for the two times he killed those people and a few outbursts. Now, when he was in the, uh, when his son came back after learning to do uh, sign language and stuff, and he took him back and they were in that saloon and he went up to that guy and said, look at, you know, look at yourself. You should feel stupid. Now that I could agree with. That's but, erratic behavior. At least for the first hour and a half or so, he was a perfect businessman to me up until he kills his fake brother. I thought he was, had no problem whatsoever. I thought he was. I mean, he dismissed his son. He left his son on a train. The, the guy, the guy like shows every element of someone who is like kind of a psychopath. He cares about no one but himself. He literally does anything he can to better his own situation at the expense of literally anyone. Like your heart tears when he leaves, uh, what HW or whatever yeah, on the train. Like, like your heart breaks in that moment, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Because prior to that moment, he doesn't really do anything like that. He, you know, but that's the first time that you really start to see who this guy really is. And I'm convinced, and the film doesn't really say this. But I'm convinced that the only reason he took that child, I mean, he says that at the end, but the only reason he took that child was to create the, the family persona. Um, yeah, well, he said I needed you. So like you, through and through the I guy's a you, scumbag. I, yeah, well, he said I needed the kid to sell to the families to buy my oil because people love a family, man. That's, I mean, he said mm-hmm. it in the film, yeah. man. And, yeah, I mean, so he used a, I think a baby he's more of a for that scumbag than a, now, now he's a psychopath in his own sense. But as as a driven businessman, and yeah, he, he doesn't care about any of that stuff. But, you know, psychopath doesn't mean you're a murderer bashing of the head type of person. I think it was, I just think it was <laughs> think so out of place here. and so unnecessary to get your point across that I think if, I almost think that, I think the better ending would have been now I'm not saying take out the Eli ending because that I think that was necessary. That's the whole point of the film. I know, but I think the better ending was if he told his son that I only picked you up to sell. I think he did. I know well that was that the very very that wasn't the very very end that of the That was the film. second to last scene. I know but I think if you switch them, I think the killing just is so just the not whole point of this film is Eli. Was, it's to, it's Eli versus Daniel. Right, so you have him in the end. I hated that he killed the people. There is absolutely no reason I would love to talk to any of the writers as to why that was necessary to put in or what because they thought. Because it cements the fact that this guy's bananas. Okay. It creates this whole but, wild feeling but see, of this guy's nuts. Based on- and only cares about his money and greed. And it's indicative of the next century of America in which we're only focused on creating things and taking on money and making more money to create more things. So, if and it's a direct contrast. That's it. Then to why a religious is he idol killing someone if he wants to make more money. I'm pretty because sure murder is not going to get there. It's sh- it, <sighs> high level. Him killing Eli. If you compare, Daniel represents the next generation of America. Eli represents everything prior. Him killing it. Him, Daniel killing Eli is symbolic of America transitioning into this new age of greed. And that's indicative of the oil magnet. I see your deep thought, and that's that's interesting, but that's the whole point of this film. There's greed in every year that has ever What's the other been. point of this film? <laughs> okay. So like, but like never before has it been in such I, pronounced ways. I mean, you have the Rockefellers, you have things like the Biltmore estate get built in this generation, you know, all of this stuff of just concrete money. 
in which these people I think it's just going about it differently. If that's what you want to go, I think it's just going about the greed differently I mean, rather oh, than a takeover. I, I, and what's and the point I of this film? Then? What's the point of the film? You tell me, because aside from greed and deceit, so my one statement is what I thought they portrayed was greed and deceit doesn't always lead to downfall, and you don't have to like it, but just because you want those things or you strive for those things does not mean that you're going to have karma later in life because he doesn't have any karma. He, nothing goes bad for him in the entire film. And that's my only sentence. That's my only thing I could see through this film. Otherwise I have absolutely no clue why this film was what it was. I don't see the, the meaning of it aside from that. What did I just say? Are you disagreeing with my, what you said, but I, disagree i thought the only thing i could see is that deceit and greed don't always lead to karma or bad things happening now for eli this leads to total bad things the guy is gonna die alone miserable because of his own inspiration and dedication but he doesn't to nothing but money whatsoever. he but he's miserable so that's i mean that is almost how he portrays living his life. I can't say his whole life is happy-go-lucky. He is a businessman trying to sell as much as possible. He uses the kid. He uses the other people. And in the end, he st- he tells the person that he raised as his son that he only had him to sell. How is that someone who is regretful? Or or how can you say it's that not, he is and that's the sad point. later in life? He doesn't regret it. Yeah, he's dying of of being a, a drunken bastard, but I don't see any sort of regret in his eyes or anything whatsoever. That's the point though. This film calls to attention the fact that greed leads to nothing. You want to see this dude trudging alone, sleeping on his own fricking bowling alley, drunk alone. The only guy around him is a butler. And they want you to see that because that's what this guy has created for himself. And that's the cost of his initiatives. That's the cost of his only desire being the accumulation okay. of wealth. Well, he has a mansion and he's alone well, and they want you viewer, to feel that. Okay, as and a you viewer, do. you feel that. And you might even feel sad for him. But as his character, I did not see any sort of regret or or I made a mistake at some point in my life at all. He might not have been That just happy. cements the fact that he's a psycho. Okay. He's a sociopath. But aside from my view of greed and deceit, don't necessarily lead to karma whatsoever. You can be perfectly successful by being a scumbag. I don't see any other reason for this film because I see what you're saying about both sides. And, and I even, it's also see- a cool history story about the, like the oil boom. Okay. It is really awesome. Shots I think the and sequences. first hour and 15 minutes up until the, the flames uh, and uh, HW loses his, uh, hearing, I think, yes, I think it's a fascinating film. I was so engrossed in that first hour, hour and 15. And then when I realized nothing was going to happen and Eli left for 50 minutes to an hour of the film and 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 then he just kills the brother, I was, I was almost mad at how much time that film wasted of my life. I didn't. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was waiting for stuff to happen. Are you I kidding me? I was waiting for it. Are you freaking kidding me? I didn't me? see it. I don't see what the big what? deal about this film is. Oh my god. Now Daniel Day-Lewis does a great job acting, no question. 
But I do not see why. I don't even know it doesn't respond to that. that. That's why. You think this film wasted two Sit and a down. half, two hours and 40 minutes of your I think life? It wasted Is that an what hour you're saying? And 15, an hour and a half of my So life. the whole thing, because first, you were unsatisfied the with the completion great. of it. And then I realized yeah, nothing so, was going to happen. And yes, I was. I got. I left there. I was like, why did I watch this? For, How is this highly for, rated? For the sole fact that the acting in this film is incredible. You need to have an appreciation for everything that goes on. If you look at the way that Daniel Day-Lewis walks, he has this little scant little trudge and it's partially because of his knee, but it kind of just looks like a guy who's stingy, who's craving every penny that he can get. Like from the way that he talks, from the way that he acts to, from the way that he acts to even the way that he walks, he deserved the Oscar from the get-go of this film because he is fantastic. And even Eli, I don't know who the actor is. I've seen him in some other stuff. That dude's a freaking weirdo in this film, but he does an incredible job of doing it. He conveys the fact that you're like, okay, like this dude thinks that he's the third revelation, the third prophet and everything, the last coming of Christ, whatever. But he does a great job of one, trying to convince people to do it. But the viewer thinks that he's crazy. He's crazy. And the kid, the poor kid being deaf, the acting the is kid phenomenal. The shot work, the sound, everything about this film is incredible. For the sole fact that you hate the plot, you should still find appreciation for it. I think the HW did a great job acting, but Paul or Eli, I think, did outstanding in certain aspects. Like where he casts out the demons, I thought it was superb. Superb shot, superb sequence. But like when they're sitting at the table at the very beginning and he's talking about how much they're paid, he just, to me, there was, it was almost lifeless. There are a few points That's the that point. it's just lifeless point. What's the point of him showing lifeless and then having such a outspokenness to him and great acting for that? What's the point of him showing no life for some of it? And to me, that lifeless type was less of what the character was supposed to show because if you're a preacher, it's to you're show to be him on edge. You're supposed to be like, it yes, shows him on God edge. God is our savior, and yet he only did that when he was in that religion. I can't, and I can't do this with. I did think Daniel Eli Day was Lewis a whiny. walks up to him and starts punching him, you know, punching yeah. him, slapping him, slapping him, and then tackles him into the mud. Yeah. That is just supposed to be completely indicative of Daniel coming to this town saying "fuck you" and and basically taking over. Um, it shows the clash so perfectly. And I think that represents the character of Eli so well is Eli wants the wealth that Daniel day Lewis's character has, but he wants to go about it in a different way. And so he can, you know, it's this internalized individual who's trying to portray religion to, you know, meet his own objectives. All right. I see. And that. It's, a, it's a satire on that. And I think the dude's character does a great job of that because if he was a completely outspoken preacher who seemed like a perfectly normal, rational dude, I don't think that you would have the resentment for him and him manipulating religion in the way that he did. I think, And I think Eli's character and how he portrays him does exactly what the film was designed to do. I think if that's what he was going for, Daniel Day-Lewis, he plays his role the entire film. He doesn't weigh from it where Eli weighs from it. He plays an outspoken preacher in the church and yet outside he's this honestly i thought he was a whiny bitch i i i didn't really like him he he annoyed me most of the time but he, he didn't play it and if if there was the contrast i would expect him point. to be to try to at least sell it like if he's trying to do money you gotta that literally sell it. shows him a fraud you just described a fraud this is true i did you literally 
just described a fraud, which is exactly what I said the point of this character is. It's to show the hypocrisy of him using religion to actually accumulate wealth and greed. It's like you see, you know, I don't know, like a religious figure who drives like a Porsche or something. Like that's the that's the irony that they're trying to convey with that character. I see the wealth grab. I don't see it as much as I think you do. I mean, he wanted the money to help the church initially. He came back to get the money for the wealth. And who knows what he would have done with it. I he mean, He didn't want the money for the church. Okay. Well, he, he they, they were building him the new church. That's what they were building. That was his demand. Everything was bigger. I just want a bigger church. I want a bigger church, a bigger church. Okay. When he comes back that's from like, a That's preacher, like the religious equivalent of I want more materialism. When he comes back from overseas... In that scene, I did not grasp him trying to continue his preaching roots. I thought he more want and and maybe the greed. I thought he just was there for what he thought was his share and for the money. I don't think he was there for the trying to still portray that role of I'm a preacher, I'm a good person, and trying to get the money because of that perceived preacher. I thought he just was there as a person saying, I want my fair share of money. Now that I'm in a hard time, can you help me out for everything that you oiled up? That's not he's he, okay. In, in 1930, asking for a hundred grand isn't, I fell on hard times and I need money. No, but considering food. that man probably has like for $50 million. I'm going to look up what a hundred grand is in 1927. Well, if we go back to uh-huh. holes, I'm pretty sure the bonds they find were like 15 grand, and he says they're worth millions now. So probably 100 grand hundreds. in 1927 million. is worth $1.5 million. Now, okay. So you're telling me, Matt, that you strike hard times and you're going to ask for a million and a half? He, he, he said hard times, but he said he wanted okay. the money from the extra oil that he knew was on the land. When he didn't know Daniel Day Lewis already, already agreed did. to get rid of them, uh, I know. But he said with. he said there were other places to well. He's an idiot. I know. I'm not saying and that's he's also not. to prove the whole point I've been making is it's modern technology, the pipeline, being able to transport the oil and take it from underneath the land that he's not actually drilling on. It just it hits home the point that there's a stark contrast here, and one has. The future in you know in mind with wealth and the other as the past in mind. If that's the way I thought the contrast was kind of poor. I was just I, so I, I, I don't understand that. You've you've had some takes here that like I've been like, okay, I can see that. I can't see this one at all, actually. And I'm gonna tell you that. Okay. So let's face. say there is the the back and forth. If Eli was such a prominent role, why was he gone for so much of that second half he of the wasn't. film? He, he wasn't. He wasn't. Oh he left. They had the 40-minute sequence or because. so about the brother that came in. Then HW and all of his stuff going on. And then he comes back at the very end. Deep breath. No. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like it. All right. Let's talk about something. All right. Let's go characters. Aside from me thinking Eli was a bitch, I thought. Um, I, mean, I guess we kind of we kind of talked about it, but that's what I thought. I I wanted to slap him. I wanted to just. Sh- I wanted to do what Daniel did and shove his face in the in the mud in that one scene, because I couldn't stand him most of the time. Um, that little that little girl who H W ends up marrying. I'm pretty sure marries. I liked her. I thought she should have been in it more. I thought she would have had a better role if he wanted like some sort of um, if if he wanted they wanted to show some sort of, you know, the the psychology or, or psychopath of Daniel Day and what he wanted to try to bring in as family. I thought it would have been interesting trying to bring her in, 
bring her in, trying to bring her into the family, and I quotes, and then kind of destroying her the same way she did the boy, I thought would have been much more interesting yeah. than, like, the brother or something, the fake brother. She was, she was an interesting character in this film, because, like, remember the scene when, uh, she's the one who was getting beat by her dad? Yeah. And, uh, like, Daniel Day-Lewis says to her in front of her dad, like, you're not getting beat anymore, right? And then she stopped getting beat. Like, that's, like, really good. Like, props to him for doing that. But that actually felt really out of character for him. You know, in the grand scheme of the film, it felt really... Wait, what was that, a character? Her? The fact that he was trying to stand up for her. It, it just felt really out of well, character. Well, if, you see as if Daniel he's Day trying to create the persona anymore. of a good family man, that would be what considered a good family Maybe. man. Stopping yeah, someone yeah. else beating their own child. I think she's a really good... I think her purpose in this film is, is perfect in that she represents something that H.W., you know, goes away from. Longs he for. needs somewhere to go. Yeah, that's because fair. HW, you feel bad for him in this film. I mean, this dude's being puppeted by a guy who doesn't love him. Yeah, he loses his hearing, um, and she's the only. I would have he liked has. her in. I think. I think I thought he, it was the film so minimal. Needs I thought that was a missed. I mean, yeah, she's a minor character. Not a big, but, but I thought maybe like five or ten minutes of like a conversation between HW, kind of like even after he. Tells him that I only brought you on and adopted you to sell. I thought even like a little conversation with his wife at that point to try to like bring her in or something might have been good. But I guess it is what it is. I just thought that additionally, aside from I would say HW and I get why because of how they tried to portray it and show that he was a psychopath and nothing changed. But there was no development, not even for Eli, not for any what? of the very small... How how he goes he goes for the you he goes for me. the money, they all go for the money. He doesn't regret Daniel Day Lewis's character. Has... What? Oh, my God. How, how do you okay. say there was any yeah. character development, good or bad? He started bad and he ended bad. W for him. He started. You see that he does have an emotional attachment to this boy in some capacity throughout this film. Yeah. But he ultimately rejects that emotion at the end. Character development, right there. If you're, you like if that? you're, if you, how do you like these? Actors? I mean, if that honestly, if that's your only point, I think that's yeah, a very yeah. poor point because you character can development still... is represented through the stranger who re- who's faking to be his brother. It's a, it's an attachment to his past that he's kind of. Longing you're saying for, he's tr- he's trying he to bring out the family desire. aspect, and he rejects that family aspect. Yes, H W. H.W., The Stranger, all of these people kind of represent something of a guy who is teetering on, you know, do I have an emotional connection to anyone? And ultimately he says in the film, I think verbatim, I don't really like people. <laughs> um, no, he says I hate, people. I hate most people. I hate most people. Whatever he says, the point's conveyed either way. In a film like that, that's so highly rated... I would expect more. I would expect more volatility. I, I would expect him to at least show a little more like, oh, maybe I think this family aspect is good and then completely tank it. He doesn't even show a little bit. He may enjoy a conversation or two, but I don't think that – I think it's. I think there's not much there. I mean no one changes. No one sways very much. And just because you have those few instances of the family for him – 
He doesn't. It's not like he you see him and you're like, oh, he's going to go all in on that family aspect. You know, it's not going to happen. I don't think it was. I just I, I, did, did, did I will it get me. it's an odd film. And it's long. It, it does have its moments where it drags. But I was kind of enthralled with the final ending. I was just like, wow, this film was kind of wild. Um, I saw no point in that ending. It. We we've 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 discussed that ending for I think thirty minutes. I know, but I, I just didn't. Wrong. I um, you are wrong. <laughs> I, I yeah. I'm well, all right, fair enough. You're entitled to your stupid opinion. I thought Daniel did great <laughs> acting. I thought Paul, for Eli's role, was up and down. I thought there were moments of greatness. I thought there were. I thought I and I see what you're saying about lifeless. I know, I know, I do. But I also think that the acting for that lifelessness was a little spotty sometimes here. This film, not awful, but a little spotty. Tease up the theme even more perfectly with the fact that Eli has a twin. If we take the concept of contrasting the future versus the past, Eli has a twin who's literally identical to him, and his twin brother sells information about where oil is to Daniel Day Lewis's character, and that is directly contrasted. That's, you know, the future, yeah. capitalism, corporation, whatever you want to call it. And that's directly contrasted with his twin, who's a preacher who thinks he's the third revelation. Um, and I don't think you can overlook the fact that Daniel Day-Lewis, after he kills Eli, says, I'm the third revelation. I think it's pretty foreshadowing of the direction that America That's fair. That, that's, a, that's a good argument point. I, um, I was tripping yeah. so hard when they were twins and they were the same actor. I didn't piece it together. I didn't either. When they were sitting at the table and he was trying to negotiate price for the land, I was like, dude, you're sitting there. You know what you're getting. Why are you trying to negotiate this? Because I thought it was the the other guy, (laughs) Paul, or whatever his name was. When they're quail hunting and he walks over with the firewood. I'm like, he's like, hi, I'm Eli. And even Daniel Day-Lewis's character is like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, I, I was the exact same thing. I was watching with. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't understand. He's like, oh, I didn't realize. Point. I mean, I okay. I caught on a little bit, but I didn't fully piece it together till he says, yeah, "Your wild. brother, Paul, sold me the land." At the very end, they also the don't make a good job. I thought, well, maybe it's designed like this is to keep you uncertain of whether it happened or not. But the guy who dies initially, who's the father of HW, one looks exactly like Daniel Day-Lewis in this film. I thought a lot and of guys look, all those guys kind of look similar. you have no idea really from the get-go that this isn't Daniel Day-Lewis's son unless you think about it a little bit more. That he picks him um, up in the thing. Sure. I didn't realize till he said that at the it, very it end. It looks I'm like, like he's the one holding the baby throughout the whole big Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize until he said, I picked you up because you were abandoned. Once again, it wasn't from my roommate. I don't think I would have picked up on it because he mentioned that. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. And and I think that could have been done better as well. I mean, I, I'm fine with you keeping the same actor or whatever, but I thought I like going to- foreshadowing though. Or I'm sorry, like the uncertainty of it. If you didn't know, that's a mind-blowing ending. Fair. I'm 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 not really talking about that. I'm talking about Eli and the brother. I uh, thought could have been easier to decipher because that was not easy considering it was the exact same actor and they said the they said the his brother Paul's name like once at the beginning when he walks in or something. Otherwise, if you didn't pick up on names, which I'm not great at, I think it goes over your head and you're like, "Why the hell aren't you talking because you've already talked before about what you're getting?" There's one sequence I do want to call attention to, and it's uh, it's when 
Daniel Day-Lewis goes like, I've abandoned my child. <laughs> um, that's a sequence that I've seen many, many times before actually seeing this film. Because I think it's regarded as like one of the most incredible acting sequences ever. Um, and like, holy cow, does he do a phenomenal job throughout the whole film. But in that moment specifically, like you see the dude's veins popping out of his forehead as he screams like, I've abandoned my child. Like all of this stuff. It's it's like, it is holy really cow. Like, yeah. that, was, that was incredible. Yeah, so the three scenes incredible. I thought stood out was that one. The one where he shoves his Eli's face in the mud. I thought that was great. And I also, my favorite one was where they're sitting, him and his fake brother are sitting on those steps. And you mentioned one of the quotes earlier. And he's talking about how he doesn't like every like many people. I thought his emotions and how he portrayed that, I thought was the best in the film. That was my favorite scene. Yep. I thought that... He goes like, I don't want to, I don't talk about that. Exactly. Yeah, I thought that movie. was the high, absolute high point of the acting. And I thought why... He, Big reason why he won the uh, the Oscar. I mean, there's a reason the guy is regarded as like one of the best ever, if not the best. I mean, the dude has three Academy Awards. Yeah, honestly, I can't remember how many films I've seen with him, but it's very, very few. Lincoln. We'll review Lincoln at some point. I've never seen Lincoln. Lincoln. Okay. But yeah, anyway. I, 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 it didn't do it for me at all. I didn't like it. I will not be watching it again, rest assured. I, the heck's wrong? I, I thought it was a waste of time. I thought it was not... I, I didn't see it. I mean, if they, if they wanted to do back and forth, I don't know. I didn't do it. I, I, I like your point of the two sides and one perceiving it better than the other. But to me, it it didn't do enough. I mean, for what the beginning to the end and what happened in the middle did not. I mean, nothing changed to me. I didn't see a beginning, middle or end. I saw the same thing throughout in different types of of scenes small cutscene type stuff i didn't like i it. just i completely disagree i give it a five solely because of daniel <laughs> day lewis pretty much it possibly <laughs> what would you give it without him probably a three maybe three and a half <laughs> I, I i i did not like it we gotta start picking some movies that i hate you because i'm ranking all of you, these high. you look i mean to me a film could there's multiple things to a film, but to me, you just it's, hate the plot. It's almost. What about the music? That the is, music, ha- the sound. You're going to tell audio. me music from a film should overtake the reason why you watch no, it and the plot for three it. Three is tough. It's like ninety percent of the plot. One thing on sound we haven't mentioned actually. If you notice and pay attention, there's like a perpetual, um, like buzzing sound for a lot of the film. Um, when there's no dialogue or even where there is some dialogue, it's like a a painful buzzing sound. Um, and it creates this like a wry feeling. Um, honestly, I don't know it, if I picked up on that. Yeah. It like, uh, yeah. When it first started, I think when the oil rig caught fire and HW lost his sound, but it's this like perpetual buzzing sound that, that comes back in, but I see. stuff like that puts you on edge of your seat. It, it just fit the bill. I'm going to give it cause I do think it was a little long. I'm going to go 7.5 to an eight. Because I thought it was really good. I thought the acting was impeccable. But for the length of it, I don't know if I'll sit down and watch the whole thing again. You know, not for a while. It, it was long. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I, I thought the very first scene for the first 15 or 20 minutes and there were no words spoken. I really liked that. That was really cool of how they Set did the that. Context, yeah. That might have been my favorite scene 
And then the acting for Daniel Day in the scene I just spoke of was was my favorite acting. But yeah, yeah. nope, didn't do it for me. I will happily try to. I mean, I won't succeed in persuading clearly, but I'll happily try to tell people how bad this was in my own words. But that's just me. So nonetheless, clearly we, we, we differ on pretty much everything. But nonetheless... The Academy wouldn't like your input very much. I don't know. Maybe they would. It's actually different than all their their choices and views. But join us next time on Movie Ticket Monday. We will be doing What's Eating Gilbert Grape. So join us for that. A wonderful start. Actually, haven't seen it yet, but a wonderful start for Leo DiCaprio's career, so I hear. Thank you for joining us. Stay classy as always. 